are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to the always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a jam-packed show as always. We are going to be talking about last night's start by Corbin Martin making his Major League debut. Talk about Ketel Marte coming back from injury. Look at some of his numbers pre-injury. And then we're going to also talk about this beautiful article by AZ Snake Pit comparing 2020 to 2021 D-backs over the last 15 games. So, we got a lot to talk about today. But first... Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's jump right into it, and we gotta talk about Last night's start by Corbin Martin and the smacking that the D-backs took last night because the D-backs are in a huge slump right now as a team. They are now 18-25 and 25 on the season, seven, go- seven games below 500 after getting smoked last night by the LA Dodgers, 9-1. to one. And the D-backs last night, uh, just not a great performance from them offensively. They never got anything going. But let's first talk. Uh, let's first talk about Corbin Martin making his major league debut because we definitely saw the highs and lows from Corbin Martin. His final line on the night: he went five innings, three earned runs, four walks, six strikeouts, and we saw the full arsenal from him. That fastball was definitely lively. Definitely, uh, you know, arguably the best. You know. De- not the best fastball, probably in the rotation. You know, when you're comparing guys like Zach Allen, of course, is definitely not the best. But after Zach Allen, it might be the most lively fastball. Maybe even more lively than a guy like Zach Allen because of the run he had on his fastball. But his fastball command is not as great of a guy like a Zach Allen. Uh, Martin last night, 63 of his 90 uh, 96 pitches were fastball and he was sitting in the mid 90s with that fastball able to get up to 96 and he had a great run like I said but some of those fastballs were sitting in the middle to upper part of the zone and that's why you saw those two home runs that Martin did give up last night that was the downside of his fastball last night uh he was uh he gave up two home runs off that fastball but we also saw the rest of his pitches too we saw 15 curveballs 14 changeups and four sliders and Reading his scouting report before yesterday's game, we went through it on yesterday's pod. It sounded like his slider was his second best pitch. It sounded like his curveball was his third best pitch, and it sounded like his changeup was his uh, newest pitch and his uh, the pitch he goes to the least, the pitch he feels the least comfortable with. But 
We didn't see a lot of sliders yesterday. Maybe that was because of the matchup. Maybe I haven't looked too hard into the numbers, but maybe the Dodgers players just absolutely crushed sliders. So it was more of a curveball changeup game. I was surprised we didn't see more sliders from a Corbin Martin because of what the scouting reports were saying. But 94 in his fastball, that definitely looked uh, lively. 87 on the changeup too. So he was throwing a hard changeup last night, which is what I like to see. And this is what Corbin Martin had to say after the game. From the second I got to the field, it kind of kicked in. Martin said of the nerves he was feeling as he was on the mound. I feel like I got that feeling every time I pitch, and it was just a little bit more today, just being such a long road getting back, especially pitching against the Dodgers. So Martin definitely felt the nerves a little bit in that game last night, and you can't really blame the guy. Uh, in his first major league start, he's being tasked to shut down the, the reigning World Series champs, you know, littered. With MVPs now because they got Mookie Betts MVP, Bellinger MVP, Clayton Kershaw MVP, and now after this past week they now how they now have Albert Pujols four MVPs on their roster, and I don't think any team in baseball compares uh, when you look at how many MVPs each team has. So it was definitely a tough challenge for Caleb Martin last night, and he looked pretty good. Uh, still, the two home runs given up, you don't like to see that, but I, I was still impressed with him considering it was his first start. Still has to work on the command. That fastball, he still walked four batters, which you don't like to see. So there's still room for improvement, but some encouraging signs from a, from a, from a Corbin Martin. But the rest of the team, the offense, once again, could not come through last night. Uh, no signs of life from the offense. They only mustered three hits total. 10 strikeouts, and they garnered zero walks. They weren't walked one time. Julio Urias absolutely shut down the lineup. Six and two-thirds innings, one earned run, eight strikeouts. I think at one point he retired 13 straight batters. So the D-backs offense absolutely could do nothing against him. And the relievers after Corbin Martin left the game, just not good. Alex Young, uh, he gave up an earned run, but that was mostly because of the incompetence by Kevin Ginkle because Kevin Ginkle came in and just crapped the bed. I don't, I, I seriously don't know what happened to Kev, uh, Kevin Ginkle. Uh, we know what happened. He, he just gives up way too many hard, way too much hard contact against that fastball, but he came in last night. He, he got the bases loaded. No outs. So bases loaded, no outs. And what does Kevin Ginkle do? He actually strikes out the batter. So now he's only one batter away, one ground ball away from getting out the inning. He can induce a double play. And what does Kevin Ginkle do? He hits Albert Pujols. What are you doing, Kevin Ginkle? Pujols goes the first. A run comes home. The D-backs are in shambles. Then he gives up a grand slam to Gavin Lux. Kevin Ginkle crapped the bed last night. Then Yoan Lopez came in to, to end the game. He gave up an earned run, too. The pitching was not good, or I should say the bullpen was not good because I, I'm not going to put too much into Corbin Martin's first start of his major league career against the L.A. Dodgers. That's a tall task, and I still think he uh, performed pretty well, but considering the bullpen, uh, the bullpen was awful last night. Offense couldn't come through. D-backs lose again, and they are slumping hard, and we're going to be talking about the, their slump uh, over the last 15 games uh, compared to last season because uh, it, it's eerily similar, and it looks pretty disgusting, to be honest. Uh, but before we get there, before we talk about those comparisons, I first want to talk to you guys about Wealth Front because Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. 
Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownMLB. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockdownMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownMLB and get started today. Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. Did you know they have nine flavors? They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone and even the occasional limited time flavor. Now, the reason why I love Built Bar is because I'm a health conscious guy. Try to go to the gym when I can and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. You go to BuiltBar.com right now. They reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com, you'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it. Let's talk about this AZ Snake Pit article comparing the D-backs 2020 to the D-backs this season, but just over the last 15 games because on May 2nd this year, the D-backs had just beat the, the Colorado Rockies, and at the time, they were 15-13 and 13 on the season, but do you know how many games they won over the next 15? They just won three of their next 15 games. That's it. Offense has been struggling, a bunch of injuries. It's just been awful. But when you juxtapose that with last season, this is something that we saw the D-backs do just last year in 2020. The D-backs at one point, or not at one point, they started the year 13 and 13 and 11. You know what they went over their next 15? 2 and 13. So last year, we started pretty good, two games above 500, then won two of our next 15. This game, we started two games above 500 and then won three of our next 15. And we're going to go through some numbers, courtesy of AZ Snake Pit, of how these two teams, the 2020 version and the 2021 version, compare over the last 15 games. So let's first start with the offense, because in 2020, during that 15-game slump, the D-backs had 545 plate appearances, 41 runs scored, 11 home runs, and a slash line of 191, 272, and 313 for a 585 OPS. In 2021, 550 plate appearances, so just five more, 46 runs scored, 8 home runs, and a slash line of 214, 287, 322 for OPS of 609. The offense has been pretty much the same between this year and last year during this little slump, but there have been some key differences because of this year, of course. Uh, there's not guys like Ketel Marte. There's just a lot more injuries that play into this year than last year. And last year, when you look at those 15 games, Christian Walker and Ketel Marte were the only hitters with more than 15 plate appearances that had OPS above 660. And Walker was really good last year. Ketel Marte had no power, but he was still at least hitting for a decent average. But when we look at it this year, there are three guys who are hitting, uh, who have a OPS above 660 over the last three games. 
uh, Drupal Cabrera, Carson Kelly, and Josh Rojas. So two of those three guys are on the injured list right now. And Josh Rojas is the only one who isn't on the injured list. So right now, everyone else on this D-backs team is being pretty mediocre. Varsho, LaCastro, Van Meter, they all have an OPS sub 400 uh, over the last 15 games. So the offense is not there right now. And some of that you can't really just blame on the batter. Some of it is just injuries and the roster being thinner, guys like Dalton Varsho and Paven Smith and LaCastro having bigger roles than we might have expected them to have. But still, uh, I I still think uh, that's still not a huge, uh, that's still not a great reason as to why this D-backs team is struggling so much offensively. Because after Ketel Marte first went down, this team was actually a uh, pretty much on fire after he went down and so I think it's a little bit of an excuse to say that because even though the the roster is thinner and you're putting guys like uh Varsho and LaCastro into bigger holes or in, into bigger spots in the lineup guys like Paven Smith have performed pretty well this season Josh Rojas has been what the second best player after Carson Kelly without uh, Ketel Marte in the lineup so even though we've had to go deeper into the bench those bench players are actually uh, stepping up to the plate and honestly I, I would rather have the bench players in than a guy like Nick Ahmed or or Christian Walker when he was playing so I actually don't think the injuries are a big reason as to why the offense is struggling uh, just so much in, in terms of just the raw production I, I don't think you could be really blame the bench players for why the offense is struggling I think if you want to say Maybe it's messing with the psyche of the team, all the injuries, and uh, where you're going to bend the lineup every day. I could get that, but the actual bench players are producing, and it's really you know starters who've been here like Nick Ahmed who really aren't coming through. Guys like Eduardo Espar really aren't coming through. So we need the veterans on the team to step up for the D-backs to get out of this slump. But looking at the pitching now in 2020, uh, the pitching for the D-backs, 128 pitches, Excuse me, 128 innings pitch, 130 hits, 74 runs scored, 67 earned runs, 68 walks, 35 strikeouts, 19 home runs, and a 4.7 ERA, and 20 amount of pitch, but 138 hits, 82 runs scored, 72 earned runs, 55 walks, 115 strikeouts, 19 home runs, and a 505 ERA. So this year it's been slightly worse than last season, but I feel like the starting pitching has actually been better this season than last season. Maybe uh, we have more random guys stepping in and, and filling spots in the rotation than last year during that 15-game start because 15-game uh, slump. Because once again, injuries are affecting this rotation. We got guys like Zach Allen going down, Taylor Widener going down, Luke Weaver now going down. But over the last two weeks, I feel like the starters have been pretty solid. And in 2020, during that 15-game slump, the starters' ERA was 401. In 2021, it's 426. So it's still showing the starters have been worse this year than last year, but it's more comparable. Really, where it's a big difference is the reliever ERA because last year it was 563. This year it's 619. And when you really compare those two numbers, Last year, the bullpen made 52 appearances during the slump. This year, the bullpen has made 51 appearances. And if you look at last year, there was 31, 31 of those 52 appearances. They did not allow an earned run. 12 of them, they allowed one earned run. And nine of them, they gave up more than one run. But this season, the number of zero earned run outings are the same as last season. The difference is 
They have 12 multi-earned run appearances by the bullpen this year. And that's what's really killed them. Just look at last night, for example. Kevin Ginkle came in, gave up a grand slam, uh, hit another batter to bring uh, home a run. Uh, The bullpen has just not been good. And there's just really no one I trust in the bullpen this year. At least last year in the bullpen, I felt like at a Stefan Crying at least, who was uh, a baller out the bullpen. Let me see who else real quick. Okay, I got the numbers last year, who I trusted out the bullpen. He had a 4-2 ERA. Archie Bradley might have had a 4-2 ERA last season, but he was so trusted out the bullpen because watching him, I thought he looked better than that ERA. And Junior Guerrero, he wasn't a guy who I liked uh, really coming out the game, but still, he had a 3.04 ERA last year. Riley Smith out the bullpen, 147 ERA. So there was at least a couple guys you could point to who you were kind of felt good about when they came into the game. This season, maybe it's crying, but outside of that, uh, there's not really anyone I trust coming into the D-backs game when it's a close game, high leverage situations. Uh, not really a lot of trustable D-backs relievers right now. So looking at the splits between last year and this year during the during these last 15 games uh it's eerily similar and that's scary to think about but the big saving grace that you could say that's a big difference between those two years is injuries and what can tell Marte coming back and Zach Gallon and Luke Weaver hopefully coming back soon as well uh maybe the D-back this D-backs team can turn it around and we could just uh use injuries and as an excuse for why this team is struggling and if that's not the case, and even when those guys come back, as D-backs team still sucks, well, then it's going to be a long season for us D-backs fans. But we're going to actually get into Ketel numbers pre-injury. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's discuss a little Ketel Marte. Pre-injury, because pre-injury, Ketel Marte was absolutely crushing it for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he's a bat the D-backs have been missing. I, we we just talked about how uh, much this offense has been struggling recently, and when Ketel Marte first left, we really didn't notice the D-backs were still smashing home runs, but now during this little 15-game streak, uh, the D-backs need that jolt of energy back because Ketel Marte was legitimately playing like the was legitimately playing like I, I want to say the best player in baseball before he went down with injury because that's how consistent he was and he looked like the 2019 Ketel Marte once again because that dude was absolutely locked in at the plate because listen to just his traditional numbers before we get a little nerdy and dive into the deeper numbers because Ketel Marte on the season pre-injury he was batting a 462, a 500 OBP, 
846 slugging. That's a 1346 OPS. He still had a couple bombs. The dude was a, just an absolute beast. 262 OPS plus. Uh, he was doing some insane things for this AZ D-backs team. And the D-backs are going to need him offensively. And having him back in center field won't be too shabby either. But what this guy was doing offensively for the team, uh, specifically with runners in scoring position. Now, it was a super small sample size. Only had four bats with runners in scoring position, but still was two for four with runners in scoring position. So we know at least he had the clutch gene in him. And the same can be said when you look at his numbers with men on. Because when men are on base, Ketel Marte is batting 333 with 11-11 OPS. The dude was absolutely crushing it before uh, he went down with injury. Even with two outs and runners in scoring position, he was two for three on the season. So it, no matter how you slice it, this dude was absolutely clutch in big moments for this D-backs team. And Ketel Marte which is absolutely crushing pitches this year. His barrel percentage is way up from last year. Last year's barrel percentage, uh, his barrel percentage was at 3.7%. This year, it's at 9.1%. Last year, sweet spot percentage, 28.8%. This year, sweet spot percentage, 36.4%. With the same launch angle, uh, it's, not a re it's no uh, secret why. His power has miraculously uh, returned when you look at some of those numbers. And he's been absolutely crushing fastball and breaking ball pitches this year. He was batting 500 on both fastball and breaking balls this year. Just think about that. 500 had an average exit velocity of 89 miles per hour on that fastball. He was just absolutely crushing the fastball this year. So I'm excited to see Ketel Marte back and see what he can do on uh, this D-backs team with them struggling to see if he can inject some light into this team because this dude was covering the entire plate uh, when he was in the lineup. His contact percentage on strikes thrown, 93.5%. This guy made contact pretty much any time uh, a strike was thrown in the strike zone. And even when you look at the contact percentage of, of balls not even thrown in the strike zone, just all the pitches uh, accounted for, strikes and non-strikes, he made contact on 94% uh, of the pitches thrown. So even if it was out the strike zone, he was actually more likely to make contact with the pitch. And so this dude was absolutely just a, a stud this year. And it, it's crazy to think about because... We all thought, uh, we all thought this dude was, you know, ascending to superstardom after that 2019 season. And 2020 was such a weird year, and it kind of took the shine off Ketel Marte a little bit because his power absolutely disappeared. But it definitely seemed like it was coming back before injury. And you gotta hope this guy's healthy because if this guy is healthy, uh, I mean, it, it really does mean the world to the D-backs team. I'm not saying they're all all of a sudden gonna, you know, all their fortunes are just gonna turn around and all of a sudden they're gonna start picking up wins again and then all of a sudden they're gonna start moving up in that division because you can't say that. There's still so many other injuries on this D-backs team and they have a lot of holes to fill and you never know. Right now with Ketel Marte, I don't like it at all, but he's in a lot of trade rumors right now. And it's not even anything the D-backs are doing. It's just everyone in New York, the Yankees, really. I, I Every time I type Ketel Marte into my Google search bar, it says, Ketel Marte, possible Yankees trade target? Like, I don't want to see that garbage because if Mike Hazen trades Ketel Marte and doesn't sign him to a fat contract, 
we are riding. We are riding as D-backs fans. It's not going to be like January 6th with the insurrection, but we will have a, a peaceful protest uh, outside the Chase Field because that will be a shame. That will be a disgrace on this D-backs franchise if they trade Keltel Marte instead of uh, ponying up that contract. But that's not something we have to worry about right now because let me check to see how much... Uh, let, let's see how much time left uh Ketel Marte actually has on his contract let's scroll down to the bottom of baseball reference so we can at least uh estimate so Ketel Marte right now is locked up through 2024 he got a couple of team options as well so yeah he's definitely gonna be locked up with the team for the next couple of years and they need to give him a fat contract because they're not paying him a lot uh over these next couple of years uh, he's making 8.4 million 2022 and then a team option after that so he can be a free agent as early as 2023 so i'm down to give ketel Marte a fat contract i'm down let's see he's gonna be around 28 29 let's give him eight years what 225 million dollars something like that i'm down for that because ketel Marte is definitely worth the money he's got the energy he i think he's got the personality uh, i think there's a little bit of a language barrier there but when you watch him on the field he definitely exudes the personality and He's got the play, too. He can back it up with his raw talent. And he's a guy who I think is a hard worker, is a hard worker and getting better every season because, I mean, 2019 is really the only year we have to show this brilliance by Keto Marte. And in 2021, I think he's going to continue that brilliance that we saw pre-injury. So Ketel Marte, he's back on the team and expect to see him probably tomorrow, this D-backs lineup once again as they try to win the final game of the series against the LA Dodgers. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and come back tomorrow for the best Dimebacks news, coverage, and insight. Deuces!